What is up, everyone? Welcome to this edition of There Can Only Be One, the podcast that puts together the all-star best of playlists of your favorite bands and artists. Now, every now and then, when we're planning out these episodes, I, I get a little greedy, I get a little selfish, and sometimes I want to do an episode just for me. And luckily, my lovely wife, Carrie, usually agrees with me on these episodes. So everyone welcome my lovely wife, Carrie. Carrie, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Now. <laughs> You're sweet. I, as I'll admit, I'll admit this, this is a selfish episode for me because we are about to cover one of my favorite bands of all times. Now, I know I've said that when we were doing our Candlebox episode, but this band that we're about to talk about also fits into that category because we're talking about the Nixons. Now, if you are unfamiliar with the Nixons, shame on you. Just, just shame on you. This is a band that came out in the 90s, you know, during the grunge era. Holy crap. Songwriting for days. Great songs, great music. And they're back. And they're together now. And great voice. Oh, yeah. Zach Malloy and, and superb songwriting. Now, here's what's going to happen. We are about to go through seven albums and EPs. We are not going to go through any live albums. We're also not going to touch Zach Malloy's solo albums. We're also not going to cover Hover, uh, which was the band that was formed by Ricky Brooks, John Humphrey, and Jesse Davis after the Nixons disbanded after the Latest Thing tour. We're also not going to be covering the Song of the Year EP. Now, before we, you sit there and go, well, why not? It was two songs, Song of the Year and Fearless. There was also a live version of Song of the Year and an acoustic version of Sister. So we're not going to cover that one. And we're also not going to cover their 1994 indie release, Halo, because it was an indie release, and a lot of the songs that were on Halo found their way onto FOMA, so we're going to keep it nice and simple to these seven albums and EPs. But we're going to start in 1992 in the release of their sixth EP released on Dragon Street Records. The band at this point is Zach Malloy on vocals, Jesse Davis on guitar, Ricky Brooks on bass, and Ty Robinson on drums. Now, off of six, off of this EP, what have you got? Ooh, I get to start. You do get to start. I am going to go with One by One. Oh, the good song. Punkish, it's just like it like hits you with a wall of sound and that breakdown where he's like, listen closely. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh yeah. I mean like One by One is an absolute staple of theirs live. And you know, if, if you flash back a few years to the pandemic and there were... Really, the only way you could see concerts at the time was if the band decided to do them via one of those pay-per-view style live stream concerts. The Nixons did one of those concerts and you damn right, we ponied up and watched that concert. And One by One is one of the songs that was on that sh on that show. And holy crap, that song does kill live. Um, and it keeps coming back. It's one of the songs that will never go away for them. Um as I was listening to this EP, though, I was reminded just how good they are when they write ballads. Secret off of this one. Really, really nice ballad. Great strings in there as well. I mean, yes, the Secret the secret doesn't get the attention that it probably should because, you know, later on you have songs like Sister and Don't Cry and Passion. Like, you have some really, really good ballads. 
Secret's like kind of like a hidden gem off of this one. Mm, you're right. I, I It was kind of like overlooked by me because one by one just, it was so, I, I was so drawn to it. So drawn to it that, um, yeah, I'll have to give it another spin. I mean, you really can't go wrong with picking one by one. You can't. And a little bit later on, there's another EP that has a live version of the song, and it really wanted to be picked. It re- I'm not telling you what song I picked off that EP, but it really was like, you know, please pick me, pick me. If, if, a, if a song had arms, it was raising its arm. No, but for me, it's secret. But now we go to their big album, FOMA, their first on MCA Records, released May 23rd, 1995. Member change now, John Humphrey, who perhaps currently is best known as the drummer for Seether, is on drums on this album. The album hit number 77 on the Billboard 200. There were two singles off of this one. Sister hit number six on the mainstream rock charts and is probably the song that the band is best known for. Also, on the song Drink the Fear off of this album, Glenn Tipton from Judas Priest is actually the one doing the guitar solo off of this one. So this is a monster album for them and i'm not gonna lie i played the ever loving out of this cassette and i think i still actually have the cassette like this album got played a ton but off of foma what did you go with you know what i am going to deflect i'm gonna put that over to you only because i need to know how well i know you okay 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 i'm 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 gonna guess what your choice is and you tell me if you're, if you're off right of this or not. album okay so so let me let me go through the songs that again had their hand raised but didn't get picked in class obviously sister is a, is a big song and still to this day i can listen to it no matter what passion is also another phenomenal song off this one and again gotta love their ballads and there's another song off this one that almost got picked now let, let me explain, okay? Because there's two twofold for this one here. If I ever were a wrestler and I had to pick my entrance music, you know, lights go down, come out onto the stage, lights go up, lots of explosions. FOMA, the first track off this album, would be my wrestler entrance music. Zero question whatsoever. Also, if you ever want to wake some up, someone up from sleeping, this is the song you want to use. Like any song that starts, you know, I'm going to ruin my voice here for a second, but any song that starts, Are you okay? I'm okay now, yes. Do you need a Snickers? I, I'm, I'm feeling so. I might have distorted the microphone, but. <laughs> I'm, I'm frightened. But if any wrestler had ever chosen to use that song as an entrance song, God bless him would have been good. But no, I went with Trampoline off of this one i did not see that coming you didn't see this one coming okay no no i would have lost a bet i don't even know you (laughs) okay so let me explain why it's trampoline okay first of all the bass line in this song is sick just absolutely sick and for the record for the record i i need to put this out there ricky brooks is such a gem this band was the last band that i saw in a concert before the covid lockdowns i thanks to you for saying go see that band before you can't go see that band hopped on a plane who knew right (laughs) who knew the entire world would shut down in what 
two months from that? No, it was like December that you went. It was like December, yeah. So yeah, like like late November, early December, yeah. So so I hopped on a plane from Toronto to Louisville, Kentucky, flew down to go see the Nixons with Sponge, and got to talk to a lot of the band after the show and whatnot, and. Um, Ricky had asked where I came came from. Like I said, I'm from out of town. I was like, from Toronto. He's like, you came here from Toronto to see the show and gave me a big hug. Like, dude's just freaking awesome. And a hell of a bass player. Like, whole band was super chill. It was great. Um, but that said, this, the bass line on this song kills. But then you've got the pre-chorus that leads into the into the chorus for the song. The whole song is is perfectly structured. The Zach Malloy lyrics. There's one lyric in here where I swear to God, I, I, I freaking love it. It's, you could have been king if you'd gotten out of bed. I'm just like, oh, I love that lyric. Freaking love that lyric. <laughs> so yeah, it's trampoline for me. I'm, I'm now curious what you thought I was going to pick. I swear on my life, I thought you were going to pick the title track, FOMA. I. It was almost in there. Foma, I, my, that's my I would have res- lost money on my that one. wrestler entrance theme if ever I was a wrestler and there's no way I have the body to be a wrestler unless I'm like maybe the bake show maybe I don't know I tell you though like maybe earthquake trampoline wasn't even on my radar no so yeah, that you, was a surprise where'd you go okay so on FOMA I went with sister and that was hands down my pick oh yeah I mean it is their biggest song Going back to the candle box parallels, this would be their far behind mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I mean, happy song was good. See, um, happy song. Okay. So should, should we tell them? Should we tell our listeners? Should we tell them the news of what's coming in 2024? I have no idea what you're about to t- say. So. Okay. So, so break. <laughs> news break, to me. Breaking news right here, right now. So if you're listening to this episode, you're finding out about this before it's actually properly announced. So, A, thank you for listening to the episode. Here's your Christmas gift. You're welcome. Starting in 2024, if you listen to this show, you know that we put out episodes every two weeks because it takes a while to go through a discography. Well, guess what? Starting in 2024, on the opposite weeks, so when you're not getting a There Can Only Be One episode, you're going to get a brand new show. It's called... Spin, shuffle, skip. So let, let, let me explain a little bit here. You've all played the game, Mary f- Kill. And if you listen to our other podcast, it's not that bad. You know on that channel on Mondays, you get Keep Watch Pass. It's the same theory. One disc, three songs. One you would spin at any time. When the, you, you know, song comes on, don't shuffle. You're not, you're not, you're not mad and one that you would skip. And the nice thing about that show is that it's going to allow us to talk about bands that don't fit the, there can only be one criteria in that fewer than five album discography, or we want to, we can talk about a soundtrack. We can talk about a compilation album. We can do whatever the hell we want. So starting in 2024, you got a new show coming on every other week on this channel. So thank you for listening. 2024 is going to rock. But that being said, if we were doing this album, Happy Song would have been my skip. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. And it's not that it's a bad song. It's not that it's a bad song, but the end kind of gets annoying. Happy Song is not my happy song. 
Well, like I don't even know you. But it's not it's not like I don't like it. It's just that if I had to pick one song off this album, that would be the skip. We now move on to 1997 and the self-titled release of The Nixons. Released June 24th of that year, we have a member change. Ricky Walking is now on bass. The album peaked at number 188 on the Billboard 200. There were two singles off of this one. Baton Rouge charted the highest and hit number nine on the mainstream rock charts. And I'm going to take a wild shot in the dark that that's your pick. <laughs> With a, you know, favorable shout out mm-hmm. also included. But yeah, 100%. That's my pick. I See, I knew. Love that song. I just knew. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why it's not on more of the compilations or like played to like death i don't know because it should be oh and it still gets played live like a lot like there there are a few songs that aren't on foma that get played like guaranteed all the time and baton rouge is definitely one of those live staples for them it is it's it's a banger i would have liked for it to to have been on scrapbook like that would have been like a live version or i don't know could they do acoustic is that possible it's just so hard hitting that I think it needs like the full instrumentation. I don't know if it could be acoustic. Well, you're probably in luck because the Nixons have put out a live double LP on vinyl of their show at Trees and Baton Rouge was on the set list. Is that out yet? Uh, It's not going to be available on streaming. It's only special order double LP on vinyl. So Mm. we don't even own a record player. So apparently we're doing things wrong here. But we should. We should. Should buy a record player, then should buy that album. There's machines, though, that can convert records to cassettes. Why would you put it to cassette? DVD, uh, CD, <laughs> oh, yeah, MP3. No. no, I mean, if you if you buy the vinyl, there's there's always a way to to convert it. But the thing is, it's only available on vinyl. And I'm kind of cool with that, you know, because I get that, you know, and, and I find it funny that people are probably listening to us on a streaming service like Apple or Spotify. And I know that the artists don't get the money that they deserve from those streaming services. So... Dear listeners, if there's a band that you like, buy their merch, buy their music and physical copy, go to see the shows, like go support them, you know, with your money, with your dollars, put the dollar dollar bills y'all down. Okay. Can't believe I just said that, but here we go. If only like a huge percentage didn't go to Ticketmaster or the management. For some places, yes, I, I do agree with that, but no, go, go see the band and buy their shirts and buy them, you know, buy the records and physical copies and help support them. Because if you don't, then the music stops and that's not good. And get the shirts from the merch booth, not from the vendors outside. Yeah, no, 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 no. Rip off the band. Now, you mentioned off of this album, though, that there were some notable shout outs. I'm curious what songs you did, you know, have set aside as potentials off of their self-titled album. Well, I had to give props to The Fall. Mm. Because if you know, you know. Oh, exactly. You know? I know. <laughs> um, but I mean, aside from that, it was, there was no question. I was picking Baton Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. Yeah. I mean, you know, I knew. You know. Now, I mean, this album holds a special place in my heart. So let, let, me, let me explain here. And aside from the fact that the songs on here are really good. 
when the Nixons were touring on this album, I had a buddy of mine who was doing some work down at this club in Ottawa, and he called me up and said, hey, this is, the Nixons are coming into town, and they need some local crew. Do you, do you want to come work the show? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. You don't even have to pay me. <laughs> right. So I got to work local crew for the Nixons on one show. That meant I got to, you know, help them load in, you know, run down to the store, get the cases of water for them and, you know, be there for sound check and then help them load out. And I remember too, it was like this little, you know, trailer that was connected to their bus and it was the most Tetris like packing job I had ever seen. The fact that they had like a map of how to put the the crates in, like the flight cases in, so everything fit perfectly. It was fascinating to watch. But, you know, seeing that show and seeing the sound check live, oh, holy crap. Like, happy camper I was. Absolutely. What year was that? This would have been about 97. This would have been that tour. Wow. So, this album does hold a special place in my heart. So, when I say that The Fall is my pick off of this album, that says something. First of all, too... Ricky Walking's bass line on this. Like, you have to think that it's a fretless bass line. Because it's just, oh. Like, as a bassist, as a bassist, this song is so much. Because it's such an all-encompassing bass line. Like, the bass is literally the lead instrument off this. And you don't get that very often. But when you do, and it works, hells yeah. We now move on to the Scrapbook EP, released in 1998. At this point in time, they're no longer with MCA Records. They moved back to Rainmaker Records, who they released the first six EP with. The album is a collection of B-sides, covers, and live and acoustic performances. So off of Scrapbook, what made your scrapbook? Ah, I like what you did there. Right? Okay, so my first instinct was to go with Sister Done Acoustically. I thought, okay. It's my favorite song. No, it's one of my favorite songs off of FOMA. Um, but I, I didn't enjoy it as much acoustically. Okay. I, I think there was missing something. There I, was just... I get that. Yeah. So it needed the full instrumentation. Um, then I thought, okay, no problem. I'll go with my, um, my backup secondary song of Happy Song off of FOMA. Um, because it was on this album. But you know what song really stood out to me was Sad, Sad Me done acoustically. Mm. So, you know what? It wins overall. I have to go with Sad, Sad Me yeah, instead the, of Happy Song. The alternate versions of the songs on this album, you know, yes, you're right. Like they, they either, you know, added to or subtracted from, you know. And I thought. Passion acoustically was going to be my pick because A, it's a wonderful song and acoustically it's good, but there was something missing from the FOMO version on this one. And the one by one live version off of this was okay. It was good. It didn't hit though, like the studio version did. And it was almost their cover of Cheap Tricks Heaven Tonight, which stole the show, but it wasn't it. It was close though. I had never actually heard Cheap Tricks Heaven Tonight until I'd heard this version of that song. It was a great cover. 
I I don't know. You know, I can't say how good it is compared to the original because I never heard the original. This is my first taste of that song. So to me, it's a Nixon song that maybe Chip Trick covered it. But I'm going with the acoustic version of Sister off of this one. And I think in this case, I'm going to disagree with you. I think it added something a bit more raw to the song, which I think added more to the emotion of it. Yes, the one the version on FOMA has a huge production value behind it, right? It's big. It's hard-hitting. It's powerful. I get it. Here, it's a bit more raw and a bit more painful. And I kind of like that with this song. But then again, I like acoustic versions too, so... You can't fault me on and that. And normally I do, and normally I would agree, but I think, I don't know, just it was harder hitting off of FOMA. And, that, and that's totally fair. Like, mm-hmm. you can like both. It's okay. We now go to Latest Thing, released in 2000 on Coke Records. There was one single off of this one, First Trip, peaked at number 32 on the mainstream rock charts. The album actually had songs co-written by Jack Blades from Night Ranger and Damn Yankees and Marty Friedrichsen. Off of Latest Thing, this is kind of a cool album, but off of Latest Thing, what did you go with? Oh, this album is a total banger, like from start to finish. Like, it is a solid, solid lineup. Um, There are so many great songs, like Don't Cry, Blackout. These songs, like, you hear them and you just can't stop singing them. Mm -hmm. However... The one that I picked is just that. It is the one. Okay. And that's the one that I just kept playing back. I just, I don't know. It's it's catchy. It's fun. It's rocky. It's everything. So I kept playing it. It's, it's sad that this album was the last one for a long time. Um, shortly after the release of the album... Um, Jesse Davis and John Humphrey left the Nixons and they had to get replacement musicians to do the tour for this one, including Ray Luzier, who would eventually go on to play drums for Korn. And then, of course, they just disbanded. The Nixons were calling it a day. And after that, um, Zach Malloy did a lot of songwriting, a lot of producing. Like, if you take a look at uh, the list of artists that Zach Malloy has written songs for or helped produce their albums... Like, it's an insane list, including uh, Carrie Underwood, Sully Erna, like, like phenomenal list of singers and songwriters that he's written for. And this album showcases a lot of his songwriting. Like, it's Zach Malloy, killer songwriter. And I don't think it gets mentioned enough in, like, the, the, the pantheon of, of songwriters out there. You know, the unheralded, you know, champions of music and this album holy crap i'm glad you mentioned don't cry because don't cry is a great song i also had calling yesterday and pov on my short list but for me it's blackout this is such a bop like this <laughs> song is freaking a, it's a bop i'm glad you mentioned um POV. calling yesterday oh calling no, yesterday yeah yeah oh like, that was on my list too my short list but this was one of those albums where you know i mean i still had the cd and there were there was like a stretch where certain albums or certain artists had their entire discography up on Spotify except for certain albums. And I get with the changing landscape of record companies and distribution arms and whatnot that it's not always easy to get every album 
out there for people to listen to. So, A, thank God I had the CD for this. But then when this came on, it's like, oh, crap, latest thing is on. It's time to listen to this one and deep dive again, which is great. Because, unfortunately, our cars don't have CD players in them anymore. That I wish, I wish cars had CD players still. But I mean, And I know, I get, they still make them out there. Or maybe we'll just pull the, the Wayne's World and, like, attach, like, a Discman into the car and you know, <laughs> put it through the aux output. But, we yeah, should. But, yeah, Black is such a fun song. It, it's... The it's the only song in the Nixon's discography that I would really classify as a bop. The only song as a bop. Oh, Every, I mean, there's bangers, there's songs that slay, you know. And I, and I feel like if you've listened to this podcast enough, you're sitting there going, oh, "Okay, it's the Jason checklist that slays, rocks, banger." Okay, but now it's a bop. The one bops, one Mississippi, two Mississippi. No, yeah. no not like boppy. this one. That's boppy. It's, it's boppy, but it's not a bop. I think Blackout's a bop. All right. Because it has a very Cars feel to it, which is kind of cool, especially since they actually name drop the Cars in the song. So, and as I'm listening to the song, I'm sitting there going, because there's that one line. It's, son, we're going to make you a star like Tom Petty, Gene Simmons in the Cars. For the record, we have done an episode on Tom Petty. We have done an episode on Kiss. So apparently, by Nixon's rules, we now have to do an episode for The Cars. And I know I'm going to have to call Brian on that one. And Brian's sitting here listening to the show right now as we speak. I know he is going, The Cars, Cars! Start (laughs) typing at me right now. And he's laughing. I can guarantee you he's laughing as he's listening to this. So, Brian... I'm telling you right now, I'm going to hook you up with a Cars episode in 2024. Start researching. Okay. The gauntlet has been dropped. It has completely been dropped. Well, the Cars is like his favorite band. Like between Tom Petty and the Cars, it's like literally you you have the Brian Colburn discography in one lyric of a Nixon song. (laughs) Up next in 2024. (laughs) Well, no, because we're going up next to 2020. Now, I did mention we are skipping the Song of the Year EP that was two songs, which I actually have a copy because I bought it at that Louisville show. So, Sonic Boom, released in 2020. The band at this point is the classic FOMA lineup of Brooks, Davis, Humphrey, and Malloy. There were three singles released off of this one. Unfortunately, none of them charted. So, off of the Sonic Boom EP, what did you pick? I gotta know, what are the three singles? The singles were Crutch, Favorite Lies, and Ghost of an Angel. Interesting. Okay, the reason I asked is I wanted to see how far off. Now, it's interesting you mentioned earlier Candlebox, Mm -hmm. because Ghost of an Angel was one that I wrote down, and I wrote literally beside it, it's Candlebox-ish. I can see that. It was very, it seemed very inspired, or very, um, yeah, it was was just, it was very... uh, Candlebox-ish, if that's a word. Um, But the song that I picked was not mentioned in the three releases. I I know. I went with Letters. Okay. I went with Letters. There was just something about it that, as, as I listened through, and this album wasn't on my radar, so it was completely new to me. But I just kept getting drawn back to that song. You know, I'm not surprised. As I heard that song, as I was doing my, my my prep research for this, I'm like, this song's a little on the sludgier side. And I know, as we go back to the Anthrax episode, 
you kind of like them a little on the sludgier side. So I'm not surprised by this pick at all. Oh, just wait for Motor Sister. <laughs> also, spoiler alert. <laughs> since you're listening, since we're already just spilling the beans. I'm dropping all the bombs. Oh, we're spilling the beans like we're drinking out of a dribble cup here. Oh, come on. It's the last month of the year. <laughs> um, so just so you know, one of the very first episodes of Spin Shuffle Skip will be an episode on the first ever Motor Sister album. So you're getting all the, the Christmas presents on this episode here. It's a great album. It give is a great album. Give it a listen. Okay. So for me, this album was all about the bookends. It's like, you know, a bunch of nice looking books between some killer looking bookends here. It was a coin toss between Favorite Lies and Crutch. But Crutch is the one. Uh, like this I can one. see that. And the funny thing too is as I'm listening to those two songs... Crutch would have fit in on FOMA perfectly. Favorite Lies would have fit in on Latest Thing equally perfectly. It's almost like you had two different eras bookending current Nixons. And I kind of like that. We now reach the end of our episode here with the Kaleidoscope EP released in 2022. There was one single off of this one, the title track Kaleidoscope. You know, I'm going to go first on this one. This is one of my favorite bands. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the lead on this one here. And I'm going with Kaleidoscope. Don't get me wrong. Atmosphere is a very good song on the, off of this one as well, but it's the pre-chorus for me. And sometimes it's just a riff. It's just a lick in a song that sells the whole damn thing. And for here, it's the pre-chorus. The rest of the album is good. Don't get me wrong. But this entire album was stoled on one freaking riff. So kudos for that one. But off of Kaleidoscope, what did you go with? Yeah, I went with Dead Electric. Ooh, good song. It is a good song. It's the one that stood out for me. And again, this album wasn't on my radar. Like, I would keep going back to latest things. I mean, I get that. So, um, or FOMA, you know. Uh, the Nixons, that was a great album to listen to. Um, but Kaleidoscope wasn't one that I listened to often. So um, it was all new to me, and Dead Electric was the one that stood out the most. I think that the downside to current music promotion is that really, for the bands that are still putting music out, and hey, kudos to the bands that are still putting music out, but you're not getting radio attention. You're not getting those songs played on any kind of discovery station. So unless you're, you know, a fan of the band and following the band on, you know, on their socials or you have them like, you know, bookmarked and notifications on Spotify or something like that, you're not, you're not hearing of the new albums that are coming out. So if you like a band and you suspect that they might still be together and doing stuff, Keep an eye out. Some of the new music that's coming out from these bands that have been around a while is in some cases better than the stuff they were putting out when they were big. And that's uh, kudos to them and like just sticking to it. It's great. All right. It has come time. So Carrie, let's go through your list again. And off of that list, if there can only be one Nixon song, I know what it is. But if there can only be one song, what's it going to be? Hmm. Interesting. I'm ready. Okay. 
on six, I went with one by one. On FOMA, I had to choose Sister. Uh, on the Nixon's album, I, of course, picked Baton Rouge. On Scrapbook, I went with Sad, Sad Me. And from latest things, my choice was The One. On Sonic Boom, I chose Letters. And Kaleidoscope was Dead Electric for me. And my only one. Are you ready? I'm ready. I want to hear what you think it is. I think it's going to be Baton Rouge. I think you're wrong. What? The one is indeed the one. My only one. The one that I go to. It's the one. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I I was ready to like put my money down on the fact that Baton Rouge was going to be the pick. And if it wasn't that pick, it would, probably would have been Sister. Oh, yeah. That was a tough one. Mm-hmm. That was a tough, tough choice. All right. Let's 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 see if you know me here. Ooh. All right. So off of the six EP, I went with Secret. Off of FOMA, I went with Trampoline. From the Nixons, I went with The Fall. From Scrapbook, I went with the acoustic version of Sister. From latest thing, I went with Blackout. Off of Sonic Boom, I went with Crutch. And off of Kaleidoscope, I went with the title track. And if there could only be one, I'm curious. What do you think I'm going with? Well, I've already established that I don't know you because (laughs) I I swear that I thought your only one would have been FOMA. Um, But I'm going to say it's The Fall. I'm going to say you're right. Ah, I am right. <laughs> nice. And and that's why I had to give it its due props because I have known you long enough to know that was a favorite song of yours. So Yeah. Um but sorry, not my one. The one <laughs> is my one. I I get that. I mean, the one is a good song, not as much of a bop as Blackout, but The Fall for me and it is literally all in the baseline for that. And and Zach Malloy's lyrics too, like the, I think it's the line: "Are you the one? Do you think if I crumble can put me back together?" Like Zach Malloy, lyric writer extraordinaire. Carrie, thank you for going down Nixon's road with me. Thank you for this episode. Thank you for indulging my Nixon's fandom here. And to the Nixon's, thank you for all the music that you have done over the years. And by the way, it should be pointed out: I'm kind of upset a little bit that we didn't get to talk about Song of the Year. Because Song of the Year is a banger. Straight, fun song. Go listen to it. All right, guys, you know the drill. If there is a band or artist that you want us to cover, find us on social media at Only One Cast or go to our website at notthatbadcast.com. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast because in 2024, you're getting double duty. You're getting spin, shuffle, skip in the new year. Gary, thank you so much. Listeners, you guys are awesome. Nixons, you freaking rock. This is There Can Only Be One. Until next time, everyone, take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 